Chiton, give us the introduction this week. Someday he'll uh he'll join the podcast. If Chiton was giving the intro, it would sound like this. Mother I crave violence. Chiton, it's not an intro. Welcome to Why a Book, a podcast. That's it. That's really it. <laughs> Full stop. It's <laughs> all you need to know. Why a book and it's a podcast. Nick Cage's least favorite podcast. Oh my God. Don't even invoke his name. <laughs> we say it three times. He appears. Who knows what could happen? Uh, we Yeah, we, we talk about YA books and Nick Cage and everything in between. <laughs> And there's a surprising amount between those two things. I'm Renee. I'm Mary. And uh, this week we're diving into the tale of Emily Winsnap. Did you, did, you, did you like that? We're diving in. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also important to know um, the tale of Emily Winsnap. It's not tale like tale like fairy tale. It's tale like, like fairy tale. Fairy tale. tale. <laughs> 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 oh I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same way. We're on the same page. <laughs> so yeah, mermaid books. That's really, really about it. This is definitely the farthest to the why that we've gone on the podcast. Further than the alchemist? Oh yeah. Wow. I read this, definitely read this like early middle school, but I mean, it takes place in seventh grade, like the girls mm-hmm. in seventh grade. So, but you know, after the last couple of books we read on this podcast, it was very refreshing because <laughs> it was pretty short, very easy read. So nice. My copy didn't have a description on the back, so I went to like look for one online. But what I ended up finding instead were just funny reviews on Barnes and Noble. So I'm going to oh read those God. instead. <laughs> yes, you know I love reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, there's no names. But a mm-hmm. cute but disjointed three stars. Maybe got kids. This is an amazing book. But as an adult, I felt it was really lacking in some areas. It felt disjointed and amateurish. No one said this book was f- for yeah, so this one had adults. Three, had three people say it was not helpful. I was one of those three. I was like, this is not helpful. No. <laughs> this book is not intended for adults to read. No. So, like, maybe that's why you didn't like it. And then this one was my favorite one. Too much lying. My nearly 10-year-old daughter and I read together. I found this at Barnes & Noble and thought you'd enjoy it. After only two chapters in, I had had enough of the main character, parentheses, Emily, lying about everything. She was lying to her mom, lying to her teacher, lying to her babysitter, and she forged a note and signed her mother's name. I'm not raising my child to think that lying is the number one go-to in difficult situations. After finishing chapter two, I threw the book away. It's an interesting story, but it's ruined by dishonesty i won't be purchasing any more liz kessler books oh my god two stars after all that she's still giving two stars that sounds like reviews that you would find on common sense media which is like (laughs) they have they like kids review for other kids Mm, oh you know what i've heard of this yeah well because on the beach too sandy water too wet podcast where they just read reviews yeah they've read a few from that and Uh they're they're they sound like that yeah so this one had six helpful and four not helpfuls so really split there (laughs) any 
anyway, the book is really straightforward. It's about a girl who discovers she's a half mermaid. That's really about it. Half so. mermaid. So let's just get into it. I'm already confused. <laughs> so our main character is named Emily Winsnap, which I, me and my friend thought it was hilarious because one time I accidentally called her Emily Winsnack. And for some reason, that was really funny when you're like 11. So she's starting swimming lessons with her seventh grade class. And I don't know if this is a common thing in other schools, but I've never been to any school where like swimming is part of the curriculum. I know older generations that had that. Our age, I've never heard of that. Like I had swimming lessons, but they were outside of school. Yeah, but like they used to have them at school. And I'm guessing at some point that stopped for who knows what reason. Yeah, who knows. So she's wanted to learn how to swim forever, but her mom has always forbidden it because her mom hates swimming and, like, is afraid of water, which is weird because they live on a houseboat. Oh. (laughs) But she finally wore her mom down, so she's, like, really pumped to go swimming for the first time. Like, her mom bought her this brand-new Speedo suit. She's just, like, flying high, seventh-grade swim class. This I already have, like, a Percy Jackson (laughs) (laughs) headcanon about this because, I, you know... The more I think about it, I'm pretty sure I did read that first book. Percy Jackson? Yeah. Well, we'll find out one day. But it's just like the fact that her mom is like, you can't go in the water and all mysterious. It's like how one, uh, Percy can't, like, isn't kind of forbidden from flying anywhere. Uh-huh. And it's because... Zeus will straight up just, like, knock that plane out. Like, the air is Zeus's realm. Yeah. So, like, Percy can be in the water. He cannot take a plane. (laughs) So maybe this is a... Well, it's not because she ends up being a mermaid, but it could be a daughter of Zeus or Hades. Maybe. (laughs) So... They they take their swimming. So at first I thought they had a pool at their middle school. They don't. It's the community center. So they take a bus there, like in the middle of the school day. This makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. So even like the swim team at my school, they went before or after school. You don't go in the middle of the day. You don't. No. Yeah. So anyway, they go there. They change into her swimsuits, which is like really embarrassing because she's 12 and whatever. But she's fine because she's with her new friend, Julia, who's apparently like hardcore for swim class because she's even wearing like a swim cap. For first day of swimming lessons, whatever. Emily has a nemesis named Mandy. She's also <laughs> in the class, and she hates Emily because Mandy's family runs the arcade on the boardwalk where Emily lives. And Emily accidentally let slip to her mom that Mandy showed her how to play the games at the arcade without paying for them. So then her mom told Mandy's mom and got her in trouble. So now Mandy is it the her. like Mr. Krabs put a coin on a string? They don't. They don't expand upon it. Oh, okay. So we don't know exactly mm. how she did this. Well, so they go to the pool, and the instructor, who's named Bob, asks if anybody in the class can confidently swim on their own. And Mandy jumps in the pool, and she starts to pretend to drown. She's like, "Oh, look at me! I'm a baby who can't swim." And the swim instructor is pissed, and he's like, "You get out of the pool, like." Wait, these are seventh graders. Seventh graders, yes. And this sounds like a very intro level swim. Cl- like, yes, are is- you confident to swim on your own? Well, so he's just trying to s- separate the class and do like, I'm going to work with people who can't swim at all and everyone else can just like go splash around. Where does this end. book take place? N- unclear. I actually think it's British. Like, 
originally. Well, because they said boardwalk, so I was like, it must be like a coastal. I mean, it's definitely coastal. Okay. I don't know. They don't. They don't give a an actual. The only person I can think of that probably couldn't swim by seventh grade grew up in Idaho, <laughs> and I think even she could doggy paddle by then. But I feel like it's by seventh grade. It's not teaching you to swim. It's teaching you. Um, different strokes. I don't know. I, I've known people who can't swim, like, as adults. I... Uh, I mean, I learned how to swim when I was, like, three, so not me, but... Yeah, I... But it is a thing. It's a thing. But, like, but, not on the coast. Not on the coast, no. No, but they're on but, the coast. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, don't England, know. do you learn how to swim? <laughs> Collective. I'm only taking that because I looked up the cover artist because cover art's really pretty. She's definitely British, and then the the acknowledgments, Liz Kessler was like called referred to her mum. So mum. Anyway, I'm just really thrown off by this. Yeah. So Mandy pretended to be a baby, pretended to drown, right? And so he sidelines her for the rest of the class, and she's like, "What? Like I didn't do anything wrong? You like, were is- pretending to drown. That's y- not funny." Yeah. I almost drowned. <laughs> so then. Uh, I also almost drowned. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm glad we made it. Solidarity. Solidarity. <laughs> and almost drowning. And guess what? It was when I was like two years old because I was learning to swim as a baby. <laughs> oh, no. I no, was... I actually just slipped and fell in the pool after lessons. Oh, yeah. No, I was like 10 and in the ocean and I just got hit by a wave. Oh, I, that happened to me too. Yeah. And no one saw and I was almost dying. But I've... Twice between the ages of like two and three, I slipped and fell into pools um, on top of the wave incident. Oh, wow. And guess what? By seventh grade, I was doing all the different strokes, well, flopping through fake butterfly. Well, good for you. Flop, flop, flop. Anyway, so Bob divides the <laughs> class into people who can swim and those who can't. And instead of going to the beginner section like she should, Emily decides to go just get in the pool in the shallow end with everyone else. And even though she's never swam before, she just feels like a natural connection to the water. So when she goes in, she just like starts swimming like instantly, super easily, and just like goes all the way to the other end other of the pool like effortlessly. And Bob is just like super impressed and praises her. But then suddenly her legs start to seize up she starts freaking out flailing just crazy so bob jumps in pulls her out of the water and she's like you must have had a cramp because like the pain goes away and so she just sits on the side for the rest of the class with mandy who's just like being snarky and And she has no idea what happened but she's just like super freaked out and even when she gets home she's too scared to cross like the gangplank to her boat (laughs) because she has to cross the water and her mom helps her over and she's like oh you're being so silly like Whatever. And she just starts getting ready for her group of the week. Apparently, she just constantly is joining new groups. And uh, this week is book club. Okay. So Emily asked her mom to take her out of swim lessons, but her mom was like, absolutely not. Like, you begged me for these lessons. I spent money on a new suit and everything. Like, there's no way you're going to give up after a single lesson. Like, no. And Emily doesn't explain anything further about why she wants to quit, so she just gives up. Like, she doesn't give an excuse at all. She's like, I just don't want to do them anymore. (laughs) Yeah, of course her mom's going to be like, no. Yeah. Then Mr. Beeston, the lighthouse keeper, comes by. Oh, my God, my dream job. Well, Okay. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be a lighthouse Honestly, keeper? Well, I mean, as someone from Maine, it is a very quaint job. Probably, yes. I, I mean, I'd probably be really scared about all the ghosts. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd I don't think it would really go well for me. Um, uh, but I I like the idea of it. 
It's just what what is that the lighthouse? Is it called the lighthouse? It's called the lighthouse. I haven't seen it. And I, I don't want to. Anyway, so Mr. Beeson comes over and Emily hates him and finds him super creepy and weird. He has two different colored eyes and apparently he only ever like gives people side eye when he's talking to them. Like he doesn't look at them full on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he stays over to babysit her while her mom is out, and she hates being alone with him. But thankfully for her, their neighbor Millie comes over, and Millie is like a psychic massage therapist, Reiki healer, tarot card reader. Reiki what? She does Reiki. So anyway, she does that. So her mom leaves, Mr. Beeston leaves, and Emily forges a note from her mom, as it said in that review. Wow. That... Is from her mom excusing her from swimming lessons. And the wording makes it extremely obvious like an adult didn't read it. It was like, Emily must not go near water under any circumstances. Like, not at all how an adult would write. But, you know. That night, though, after her mom comes home and goes to sleep, Emily sneaks out so she can finally just get to the bottom of whatever happened to her in the water. So she's like, I'm just going to jump into the ocean from the boat. She jumps in fully clothed. Like, she's wearing her swimsuit under regular clothes and, like, a jean jacket and everything. Why? She's even like, I'm definitely not getting in the water without my jacket. I'm like, this thing is gonna weigh you the fuck down. This is <laughs> so is wrong with you? So stupid. So, yeah, I mean, this is overall just super dangerous because like, she, it's not like she knows she's a mermaid yet. So, like, maybe she does just have a weird leg thing and she's just gonna drown alone at night. Yeah, like, I don't understand why she would do this. Yeah, she, yeah. So she jumps in, her legs start seizing up again, but then all of a sudden things clear up and she feels okay and she realizes, oh my God, she's a mermaid. Wow. So her top half is the same, like she's still wearing the same clothes and everything, but her bottom half is now a purple and green tail with shiny scales. So she's just like, this is tight. I'm going to go swimming for a while. And she doesn't realize, like, she's like, I thought I was only out for five minutes. But then when I came up, the sun was rising. So she just, like, rushes back. And thankfully, as soon as she pulls herself out of the water, her tail softens and disappears. And she just has legs again. So that's a relief because she also didn't know she would turn back. Wow. Yeah. So she just, like, gets back in to bed unnoticed. She oversleeps because she was out all night. And so her mom gets her up and she goes into the kitchen for breakfast. And while she's there, her mom finds the note she forged because apparently she just left it out for her anyone oh, to yeah. find. She tries to get it away, but she only makes things worse by being like, no, it's definitely not. Like, her mom needs reading glasses, so she can't read everything on it. And she's like, mm. it's definitely not, like, your grocery list or whatever. Like, don't look at it. And her mom's like, no, I definitely, yeah, pretty sure I saw my name on this piece of paper. So then she reads it, and she's just like, oh, my gosh, like, you're like me. You're just afraid of water, right? And Emily's like, what? Yeah, wait, no, that's it. <laughs> like, she can't. She doesn't even think of an excuse until her mom is like, here's an obvious choice for you to pick. Yeah. And even then she's like, no, wait, yes. I hate this girl. She, Yeah, she's really annoying. So her mom apologizes and is like, it's my fault. Plus, we live on a boat. So, like, that's really not good if you're afraid of water. And Emily's like, actually, like, if you're afraid of water, why you know, do we, why did we move? Boat? Why do we live here? And she's like, I don't know. I just have the feeling like I could never leave the boat, the king, she says. Which the real is, reason is avoiding taxes. Oh, my God. So their boat's named the King of the Sea. So they always refer to it as King, which is weird because my brother-in-law is named King. But anyway. I was just picturing the character from Westgate Park. That King. <laughs> king Bradley. <laughs> Not that King. <laughs> so... <laughs> So 
then while they're having this discussion, Emily also mentions that their grandparents live really far away. Well, her grandparents, her mom's parents live very far away. And her mom says that she and her parents had a really bad fight years ago, so long ago. She can't even remember what it was about, but like apparently so bad they haven't spoken since. And then Emily's mom is like, we're going to take care of this. I'm going to take you to a hypnotist to get over this fear of water. So apparently Millie's also a hypnotist because they go to her. And um, Emily just like resists the whole thing and obviously doesn't fall under the spell or whatever, but her mom does like sort of. She falls asleep and when she wakes up, she tells Emily that she had this weird dream about a shipwreck. It was a golden boat with a marble mass and then she says quote a ceiling of amber a pavement of pearl which is apparently a line from a poem but she can't remember the rest of it so they get home and Mr. Beeston comes over and Emily still hates him whatever I don't remember what they do they, he just hangs out so then she sneaks out again and she swims for miles and when she starts getting tired she rests on some rocks and so her tail disappears and then she starts hearing someone singing so she climbs over the rocks and she spots another mermaid Wow. So she spies on this girl. Yeah, she just watches her for a while until she coughs. The other girl sees her and freaks out. And Emily's like, no, wait, I'm a mermaid too. (laughs) Don't worry about my legs. So she jumps in the water and the girl's like, oh, wow, this is so crazy. But like, isn't that freaked out by it? And so they just like start casually chatting. And Emily's just mystified by the idea of mermaid schools. Because this girl's like, what school do you go to? And she's like, oh, I go to Bridgeport Junior High. And she's like, I never heard of that one. Like, is that a mermaid school? Like, she's like, mermaids have schools? This girl is mystified by a lot of random things. So this, the new girl is named Shona. And when she finds out that Emily's last name is Winsnap, she's like, oh my God, really? Like... I feel like I've heard that before, but, like, maybe not. But Emily doesn't press further, even though it's, like, a really weird thing to say. Yeah. And then she asks Emily what it's like having legs and tells her about how she's, like, Emily's just, like, it's just, like, walking around. It's not that interesting. And then she's, like, I'm in diving and dance, so I need to practice my flips. So she, like, shows off her flips. But... She used to be in choir, and she apparently had, like, a really great performance at last year's recital by attracting five fishermen to the site, and that she's hoping to become a siren someday. Oh, no. (laughs) And then Emily goes... (laughs) I need to leave. (laughs) So then Emily goes, oh, so all the legends about mermaids leading fishermen to watery graves is true, and Shona's like, oh, no, it's not like we want them to die. (laughs) I also don't want to get into the technicality of a siren versus yeah, mermaid. No, it's it's not worth it. Uh, a siren is just an occupation in this world. I hate that. And I don't even know what the point of them are. So I I hate that. Yeah, so she Shona's like, we usually just wipe their memories and send them away so they don't interfere with our fish and our world, but sometimes they fall in love. And she's it's like totally illegal for humans and mermaids to fall in love, but it's just like super romantic. So she like just finds it really fast. Fascinating. And then she also tells Emily that the reason she was singing is she was practicing for her class called a beauty and deportment, which is apparently something you take. And um, they have a test on their posture while brushing their hair while like singing, I guess. But they've <laughs> they've clearly seen the little mermaid. Yeah, and then she's I'm like, sorry, what? Yeah, she's like, last year we just had like a hair brushing test, but now we have to put it all together. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she's like, I wanted to be a seventh grade hairbrush monitor, but like Cynthia, whatever, got it instead. I don't know what this the is fuck the dumbest portrayal of mermaids <laughs> I have ever heard about. 
like, I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I can't. It's like, I can't stand this. Claws, I'm brushing your hair. I just don't know. I don't know. This, also, just like really weirdly, like heteronormative sexist. Like, are there men in this class brushing their hair? Beauty deportment. Like, I'm what? just saying the 13th year was a cultural reset. So they agree to meet up again. And so Emily heads home. When she gets back to like her area of the ocean or whatever, she sees Mr. Beeston on the rocks by the lighthouse. And she's like, oh my God, I hope he didn't see me. So whatever. She ends up a little bit late to school that day too, but it's fine because her teacher is whatever. It doesn't matter. She's super spacing class because she's really concerned about going to swimming class again that day. She, she's like trying to figure out how she's going to get out of it. And all the other cla- kids in the class are teasing her about being a show-off. And then Mandy starts calling her a fish girl. And Emily's like, oh my God, does she know? Yeah, she definitely knows. So they get on the bus to the community center, but conveniently, class is canceled because the center didn't tell the school that the pool's closed due to budget cuts. So they just don't they have just swimming class. Closed the pool like they overnight. Just closed the pool overnight. <laughs> budget cuts. So she and Shona meet up again that night, and they go swimming. And Shona has a splashometer that keeps track of their distance. So they've swam a mile and a quarter, which is alarming to Emily because she just realized they never came up for air and Shona's like yeah we're mermaids like why would we <laughs> didn't you eat the gillyweed <laughs> and then Shona brings her to a mermaid playground where they like hang out and talk about how neither of them have a best friend and then Shona says that Emily should come to her school like just come visit mermaid school and then she's like you should come on Saturday because we have half days on Saturdays and Emily's horrified that they have school on Saturday but there's another complication. Emily was actually invited to Julia's house on Saturday, but she's like, I'm going to blow her off because, like, how many chances in your life do you have to go to a mermaid school? Even though it happens every week. Like, she could just say, no, not this week, but maybe next week. Oh, God. Yeah. She tells Shona that nobody knows about her being a mermaid, and Shona's like, oh, like, except your mom and dad, right? And Emily's like, actually, I don't have a dad. He just disappeared one day. Oh. And just, like, leaves it at that. So then that Saturday, Emily leaves the house. Like, she's going to Julia's because she told her mom mm-hmm. she was still going there. And then she actually goes to the beach and meets up with Shona. So Shona takes her to this rock with a hole in it. And when they go through, they're in Shiprock, which is Shona's hometown. She breaks her to the school where she says that Emily's her cousin who's just, like, visiting randomly from out of town. And this is, like, totally fine. And nobody asks any questions. Yeah. She doesn't have to sign in or whatever. They have a history class where they're covering Shiprock. And today they're talking about the Voyager, which is apparently one of their proudest shipwrecks. It was they're yeah. proud. They're of proud of shipwrecks. shipwrecks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was performed by a group called the Siren Sisters, but apparently after it was done, some of the sisters let down the whole operation by running away with some of the sailors and were never seen again. Wow. I wonder who one of those. Uh, Siren Sisters was... Oh, well, this was in the 19th century. Oh, this is not the the mom shipwreck. No. Okay. No. So, apparently, King Neptune... (laughs) No. (laughs) I only picture this man as King Neptune from Spongebob. (laughs) You know, that's not how he's described. I'm sorry, but he's called King Neptune. Neptune. So, this is... This is Poseidon. Yeah, it's King Neptune. So he hates anybody who runs away with a human, and their prison is home to many who betrayed their kind this way. And Emily is shocked to discover that mermaids have prisons. She's like, oh my god, you have prisons? You have schools and you have prisons? What is this, a society? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not over 
the Neptune part. Yeah. Well, mm. you don't get over it yet. So Shona's like, we should go find this shipwreck after class because it's nearby. So on the way there, Shona also shows em- like Emily that mermaids have a pocket like in their tail, like where a pants pocket would be, and they can just keep mm. shit in there. What? <laughs> it's like a horrifying concept. Mary, this is the worst book I've heard of. <laughs> like, this is... <laughs> This is worse than elsewhere. This way. This is worse than elsewhere. Well, there were mermaids in elsewhere too. I I'm a, I remember. Um. I can't. I can't. We're like what twenty percent through this fucking book. Yeah. God, no one's gonna listen to this episode because my screaming. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> you can um. Don't cut it out. Just like as if it was like a slew of expletives. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they get to the shipwreck, and when they get there, the ship looks like it's made of gold, and the mast, it's made of marble. So, Emily starts to panic, and Shona just continues into the ship, and inside, there's a ceiling of amber and a pavement of pearl. Oh, my God, it's the boat for the mom's um, dream. Wait, I have a question yeah, about tell. the logistics yes. of this ship. Yep. A marble mast? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm no uh, master ship builder, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ship that would, that ship would that, <laughs> You ever seen a ship like that before? No, <laughs> because it wouldn't sail. It would not sail. So Emily just freaks out and leaves. Has the ship. this woman never seen a boat in her life? <laughs> well, she's just like freaked out because no, 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 the author. Does the author know, know anything know. about boats? I don't know. I don't know. So, oh my god. <laughs> Mary, I'm getting angrier by the minute at this point. <laughs> so Emily panics and leaves the ship. And she and Shona head back to Rainbow Rocks, which is where they've been Rainbow Road, I know. And so Emily tells her about her mom's dream. And then Shona confesses that she had definitely heard Emily's last name before at school when they were studying illegal marriages. Oh. Which is shocking information for Emily. So they decide to go back to the school and see if they can look it up because Shona can't remember the details. So at the library, Shona's like, King Neptune hates human marriages because legend has it. He was married to a human woman, but she left him. And Emily's like, oh, my God, Neptune is married? I don't know why everything is a surprise. To this why girl. is, yeah, why is she like this? I don't know. And then Shona's like, yeah, he's got a ton of wives and hundreds of children. Mary. <laughs> well, like, I don't understand. So, uh, clearly that woman didn't get this far into the book if her issue was lying and not this. Yeah, no, she, well, she threw it out after chapter two. <laughs> um, can we just take a moment of reprieve to look at Cheeto as he uses his taco toy as a pillow? I know, he's so cute. <laughs> Cheeto, I fucking hate this book. So... Shona's teacher finds them in the library and she's like, what are you guys doing? And so Shona tells her that Emily's doing a project on illegal marriages and Shiprock, which is why she's visiting. So Shona's teacher tells them a little bit more about Neptune since she visited once and he actually gifted the town a dolphin as thanks for a scepter that they made for him. Just a fun little anecdote. They made the the scepter for him? They or made the- a scepter and then he gave them a dolphin in return. Eva. <laughs> Okay. So then she tells them that there was a merman poet named Jake who married a human woman at Rainbow Rocks. And apparently 
This was after a group of women were saved after a yacht race accident by some mermaid, Jake included. And afterward, one of the women didn't actually forget after, like, some memory shit. And she and Jake started to see each other. And then they got married. And then they had a kid. And then they got caught. This all happened 12 or 13 years ago. And now Jake is serving a life sentence in prison. So I have a question about this whole situation. Yeah. Emily's mom legally changed her last name to Winstamp. So, like... How was this marriage carried out? Like, who performed it? Was it registered? Like, what? Nobody knew about this except the two of them. Who married them? They have no allies. (laughs) Mary. (laughs) This book is horrible. (laughs) This is the thing that will plague me forever. Like, nobody was like, hey, why are you changing your last name? Well, it's like that TikTok where it was like, women, like... Oh, yeah. Never have, like, like no woman actually has their own name because mm-hmm. it's, like, their dad's name. And then it, if they get married to a man, it's, like, the man's name. Yeah. And uh, then they were just, like, pick your own name. That's what she did. She was just, like, I guess. I just wanted this to be my last name. Yeah. And then I'm, like, if they're in this illegal relationship, like, why even? Hey, illegal relationships don't have to exclude marriage. Haven't you seen? Oh, you haven't seen them all. You've seen enough of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> So, whatever. I hate this book, Mary. <laughs> the next so day, bad. The next day, she's at home, and she asks her mom why she never talks about her dad. And her mom says that she wants to, but she can't remember anything about him. And she feels awful about it. And says she's a terrible mother who can't even remember her own husband and the father of her child. And Emily's like, no, it's okay. And then she goes to the arcade to, like, give her mom some space. So, how does the mom have memories of the shipwreck? We'll get there. How? We'll get like, there. She- Those are answers we will receive. Do I want them, though? I want this book to <laughs> At end. At what cost? Ugh. So she doesn't actually go to the arcade because Mandy's family owns it and she hates her. So she just gets some cotton candy and walks the boardwalk and she actually runs into Mr. Beeston. And she tells him that her mom's upset because she asked about her dad. And Mr. Beeston's like, you asked about what? And then he's like, she's like, well, since you're like super old, I was wondering like maybe you knew anything about him. So he's like, all right, we're going to have a chat. So he takes her to the end of the boardwalk and, and he tells her that he and her dad used to be best friends, like brothers. And Emily's confused because Mr. Beeson should be like way older than her dad because he's like Is he super old. some kind of weird merman type thing too? We'll get there. And then Ugh. he's like, no. Is he Neptune? Your dad you, was like a kid brother to me. Like we used to go fishing together and ride bikes. And Emily's like, motorbikes? And Mr. Beeson's like, yeah, motorbikes, mountain bikes, all that. Like why does she have to clarify motorbikes? It's just a really random thing to ask. Yeah. Because if someone's like, oh, yeah, we used to ride bikes together, I wouldn't be like, was it motorbikes or just regular bikes? <laughs> but this girl needs to know. So anyway, he says that he and Emily's mom met and fell in love, or at least she fell in love, and he did a good impression of being in love. But then when Emily's mom got pregnant, he ran off and was never seen again. So Mr. Beeson's like, I tried to look for him, but I couldn't find him. Like, he clearly just didn't want the responsibility of being a father. He's like, I'm sorry to have to, like, break this news to you. This this man gives me, like, Neptune in disguise vibes or, like, something stupid like that. Oh, it's something stupid. Oh, can't wait. So they walk back to the lighthouse and he says that sometimes people block out painful memories to protect themselves. And that's what happened to her mom. And Emily's just, like, really upset because, like... Her dad never even saw her one time. And then Mr. Beeson starts, like, searching his pockets for some keys, but, he, like, he can't find it. And Emily's like, oh, like, are you? is it the key to the lighthouse? He's like, what? No, like, wait, why are you still here? Go away. So she goes to leave. He goes inside the lighthouse. And as she's walking away, she kicks a key ring. She picks it up. And so she knocks on his door, but he doesn't answer. So she's like, I'll just keep it for now. And I'll, when he comes back to my house at some point. I'll just give it to him. So, whatever. She goes back to school and apparently the pool is open again because they have swimming class. 
This is never explained. <laughs> they just randomly have swimming class again. All right. And Emily tried to say that she had a wart on her foot, but the instructor was like, here's some rubber socks. Just wear them. You can still go swimming. And Mandy's like, all right, let's see the fish girl swim and then pushes her into the water. And Emily put, pulls herself out before she like fully transforms. And she's like, tells Bob that she hurt her ankle because Mandy pushed her. So then he's like, all right, you're both out of the water for a week. You because you like hurt your ankle and you because... You pushed a girl into the water. Mm-hmm. And Mandy's like, I'll get you back for this. Like, this is 100% your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> so that night, Emily and Shona meet up again. And Emily's like, Jake's definitely not my dad. I learned about the truth. And he sucks. So, like, whatever. And Shona's like, no, we should just, like, check out the old shipwreck anyway. Because I, I just wanted to look at something. So Shona brings her inside and shows her Neptune's symbol a trident obviously mm-hmm. which she found somewhere on the ship and at that spot there's a door and emily's like wait a second this symbol looks familiar it's on mr beaston's key ring so she pulls the keys out and it unlocks the door and so How they go inside convenient. yeah so they go inside and then there's like a little there's a, a box with a padlock which also unlocks with that key ring wow. and inside it's a thick folder with her name on it and there's another folder with her mom's name on it and a third with her dad so basically inside her folder are just a bunch of logs about her and her mom like in regards to emily's mermaid jeans and her mom's memory and it also notes that her mom's been receiving some like memory drug to erase her memories in her dad's file are logs about his time in prison and like where his cell is located and apparently he got put into solitary confinement for a period of time for discussing quote operation desert island which is apparently a secret island where humans and mermaids live together oh so now that she knows the truth emily's like we need to go to the prison and find him and shona's like okay but like it's super far away from here and emily's like so like we're mermaids we can swim forever and shona's like i could probably make it but it's too far for you and emily's like super offended she's like what is that supposed to say like you're better than me i thought we were friends (laughs) And Shona's like, no, whatever, we'll just go. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they just go. They stop for a rest halfway through because Emily's exhausted. She falls asleep for a while. And Shona doesn't wake her up on purpose because she wants them to have to abandon the trip for now. Mm-hmm. Emily's like, at first she's mad, but then she understands. She's just upset because she really wants to meet her father. And then Shona says that in order to get there, they'd have to cross the Great Murmur Reef, which is almost impossible to get through. And Emily's devastated, but Shona's like, we'll figure it out. And then she gives Emily some rocks from the ocean floor, and she's like, these are friendship pebbles, and it means we're best friends. That sounds fake. Yeah, no, she literally just made that up on the spot. She found some random rocks. Like, this means we're best friends now. Bye. So as she's heading home that day, Emily gets an idea. Earlier, Shona had said that the memory drug doesn't work as well if people under its effect go, like, near mer places, like where mermaids hang out. So Emily decides that she's going to wake her mom up early the next day. It's a Sunday. And she's going to bring her for a picnic on the beach near Rainbow Rocks. So her mom agrees, even though she likes to sleep in on Sundays. And she's like, this is fine, but we have to go back in time to meet Mr. Beeston for coffee because he comes every Sunday for coffee. And Emily's like, can't you just like skip that meeting this week? I was sitting here like, obviously the drugs have to be given to her somehow. Yeah. It's in the coffee. And her mom's like, no, absolutely not. Like, we never once missed this meeting. And he's so old and lonely. Like, I would just feel awful about, like, leaving him alone. So whatever. They go near the rocks. And Emily's like, do you believe in mermaids? 
And her mom's like, haha. But then she's just like overtaken by a memory. And she's like, I was here before. And then she just gets really overwhelmed and has to leave the beach. And she tells Emily that it was like she experienced this overwhelming feeling of love while she was on the beach. Wow. So they're a little bit late getting home. And Mr. Beeson is like, so mad. He's like, where were you? Like, what happened to you? I was here at three o'clock. It's now 445. It's too late to be having coffee now. <laughs> and Emily's mom was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We just went for a picnic. And so she starts preparing the coffee while Mr. Beeson sets out the donuts he brought. Oh, over. donuts have the drugs in them. So Emily just excuses herself because she hates Mr. Beeson, obviously. But after he leaves, Emily goes to talk to her mom about the Rainbow Roxy and her mom's confused. She's like, completely forgot what they talked about and the feeling that she She'd had. She's like, what? Like, I don't remember. Like, the picnic was good, but like, I don't remember special rocks. And then Emily is shocked to discover that somehow Mr. Beeson had given her mom the memory drug. Like, what a shocker. Like, I sometime, sometime I wonder how. And she's like, it must have been the donuts he brought. Wow. Real Sherlock. You know, here. this is definitely written like it's a like very like this early like, elementary school yeah. Dora type show yes. where the only option is the answer. Yeah. And then they're like, good job. No, this feels like it was written by someone who assumes that all children are stupid. Stupid, yeah. So the next day when Emily's mom heads out for book club, Millie comes over to babysit and Millie falls asleep and then Emily gets the crazy idea to take their boat and just drive it to the mermaid person. Their boat house? Yeah, their house boat. So she's driven the boat short distances under her mom's supervision, but like she's not sure if she remembers exactly it has a motor and a sail by the way but they don't use the sail mm-hmm. they just use the motor so she just takes it out and she encounters Mandy on the dock who's like I'm gonna call your mom and Emily's like why do you hate me so much and Mandy's like well let's see you got me grounded stole my best friend turned the swimming teacher against me and you're a big show off so like maybe I will call your mom and get you in trouble and Emily's like just don't do it and continues on her merry way into the ocean <laughs> <laughs> so okay. a little ways out to sea, her mom and Mr. Beeson catch up with her on a speedboat. And she's like, Mandy's mom got a phone call and said that you'd taken the boat out and you were in danger. And Emily's like, no, like, it's not like that. You shouldn't trust Mr. Beeson. He's not who he says he is. But her mom's like, won't listen to her. And then the boat, the houseboat runs out of gas. And her mom's like, yeah, we don't keep much diesel around because it's a fire hazard. And Emily's like, who told you that? Mr. Beeson's like, it was me. I don't want you guys getting in trouble. So he climbs aboard, but he's hit by the boom that's swinging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And he falls unconscious. Oh, my God. This is insane. (laughs) And then her mom climbs aboard. And then she apologizes. And she's like, I remember everything. What? I don't know. I guess because they're near the prison. I guess. How? What is the lifespan of this drug? I don't know. She gets it every week at least. I don't know. But whatever. She's like, she and Emily's dad went to that shipwreck that Emily went to. The one, the golden boat thing on their first anniversary. So that's where that came from. But did she, how did she breathe underwater? Or is it a ground? We'll get there. We'll get there. So, so Emily goes to check on Mr. Beeston, and she's still trying to convince her mom that he's bad and not who he says he is. And she's like, no. But then she goes to check on him, too. And she's like, oh, my God, I think we killed him. (laughs) What? (laughs) Because he doesn't have a heartbeat. Oh. So then Millie shows up and she's like, hey, does anyone want to explain what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Because she's been sleeping this whole time. (laughs) But like the boat's rocking now. 
And Emily's mom is like, no time. I think this man is dead. He doesn't have a heartbeat. So Millie comes over and she discovers that he was actually wearing a thick vest under his clothes, which is why they couldn't hear his heartbeat. He's actually still alive and he just needed his chakras aligned because Millie does some shit and then he wakes up and he's fine. What? <laughs> She's like, he just needs some reflexology. So uh, Mary, <laughs> this is the worst book I've heard of in so long. So then Emily's like, he's been spying on us forever. And her mom is like, Emily, stop. But then Mr. Beeson's like, no, it's true. I have been spying on you. And then he launches into his own tragic backstory. He's like, the worlds don't belong together. You're not the only one who grew up without a father. Mine disappeared right when I was born. Fishermen like having an odd girlfriend, but it's different when your son has a tail. All you get is pain when you put the two together. Yeah. Okay, so he's also half a mermaid? Yes. Is his dad King Triton? No, his dad was a human. King Neptune? <laughs> no, his dad was a human. Oh, his dad was a human and his, his mom yeah, was his a mermaid. his mom was a mermaid, yeah. Okay. So Emily's mom tells her that her dad did meet her once as a baby at Rainbow Rocks. He didn't take her into the water, but he did get to hold her. And then her mom gets really pissed at Mr. Beeston for altering her memory and, like, stealing away her life, basically. And Mr. Beeston's like, I am Charles Finwright Beeston, advisor to Neptune, and I did my duty loyally for 12 years. You don't scare me. Advisor? He's an advisor. To this King Neptune. Yes. Despite that, the fact that Neptune hates yes. human. Yes. Okay. Yes. This does yes. not make sense. Yep. Meanwhile, the ship is just kind of fucked and rocking around like crazy. And Emily's mom is like, you should put on a life jacket. And she's like, mom, no, I don't need one. And she's like, oh, my God, you're a, you're, you're a mermaid. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and then who shows up? But Shona, she's like, we were supposed to meet up today, but since you didn't show up, I went to look for you. Somehow I found you. Oh, somehow. Somehow. And then she's like, I'll tow the boat. And Emily's like, okay, but like this thing must weigh a ton. She's like, not in the water. We do this shit and pee all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Mermaid school is hell. (laughs) What is the school? What are you learning about? You're like shipwrecks, illegal marriages, (laughs) how to brush your hair good, singing to enthrall men. And hauling boats. (laughs) So while Shona tows the boat in the direction of the prison, Emily and her mom tie Mr. Beeson up with a net. And Mr. Beeson starts to try to wriggle, but then Millie's like, I don't recommend that you do that because you're going to fall and hurt your back and chiropractors aren't cheap. So Millie's just like ride or die. I haven't, what, Millie? <laughs> what? <laughs> She's just like, I don't know what the fuck. I'm a little lost, but fair fa- enough. Fa- fair enough. Fa- fair enough. <laughs> I'm, a I'm a little lost, but fair, fair enough. enough. So Emily's mom then tells her the whole story. So she and an old friend got into an accident on a yacht, but then Jake saved them. And she went to the beach every night to try to thank him. And eventually he came out. So he'd been there every night too, but he'd been hiding. Yeah. They fell in love, blah, blah, blah. And then Emily's mom got into a big fight with her parents about it. They're like, basically, they're like, you're crazy. You need to see a psychiatrist. Like, you think you're in love with a merman. And eventually they're like, we're going to move away from the sea and you can either come with us or basically, we'll never see each other again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then her dad gave her the houseboat, which her mom took to me be a gesture that meant, like, he believed her and, like, supported her. Okay. So then they get to the reef. 
Murmur Reef or whatever the fuck it's called, which is apparently the highest, widest, longest wall in the world. And apparently there's no way over or around it. You have to go through it, which I don't completely understand because if it's a wall, you should be able to go over it. Like they're on the surface. Like what? Well, this doesn't make sense. I have. I don't fucking understand yeah. one bit. No, this whole part was very confusing. So she and Shona just get in the water and then they find a hole, but it's only big enough for Emily to fit through. I never mentioned this, but Emily's just, she's really skinny mm-hmm. and she's really insecure about it. But now she's like, maybe it's a good thing that I'm so skinny because I can fit into these small places. So she slips through and on the other side is the the mermaid prison, which is guarded by hammerhead sharks. Oh. So Emily's like, all right, I got to avoid these guys. So she starts to look for like another way in. And she also remembers that her dad was locked in the east wing. So she heads in the direction that she thinks is east. And she ends up finding a gap in the fence or the wall or whatever it is and slips inside, which she can also only do because she's so small. And she actually ends up in the north wing. So she has to like sneak through until she finds the east one. And when she gets there, she spots more hammerheads on patrol. So she just like throws herself into a random room. And inside... There's a man making a bracelet, and he's like, cool escape. I'm making jewelry to keep busy. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. And they look each other over, and yes, it's Jake from State Farm. (laughs) And he's like, what are you wearing, Jake uh, from State Farm? uh, A tail. She sounds hideous. (laughs) So um, he recognizes her, and he's like, Emily? And then he's like, wait, how did you find me? And then he's like, no, wait, actually, I finally just went crazy. That's there's no way this is real. So she pinches him to be like, nope, totally real. He last saw her as a baby. Yeah, I guess she just like resembles either her mom or whatever. Oh, okay. So then he's like, I never wanted you to see me here. And then he asks her about her mom and like, has she met anybody else? And Emily's like, no, she still loves you. But like the memory is a little complicated. Like things got a little messed up. But like she's nearby and Jake says that they used to swim together all the time. And like her mom used to be like just the best swimmer ever. And she even took scuba lessons so they could go exploring together. Okay. So that's when they went to the shipwreck, which is actually where he proposed to her mom was at that shipwreck. Wow. And then he shows I don't her care. <laughs> he shows her the poem he wrote about it. Oh and, wow. Yeah. And then Emily says that she visited it with her friend, and the poem ends with quote, she left lonely forever the kings of the sea and Emily's like no that's not how this story ends our boat is named the king of the sea and my mom never left it because she said she never could and now I understand it's because she really meant she couldn't leave you and apparently this is a side note Jake and her mom renamed the boat the king of the sea after she got it from her dad okay nobody knows what it was called before oh i don't care and then jake is like you need to leave because if you're caught you're gonna be trapped in here with me and like there's like just in jail generally not Mm -hmm. with him specifically and like there's that's not a place for like a young girl to be and she's like you should come with me and he's like no i'm stuck here because he has this metal tag on his tail that like prevents him from leaving the cell which is why the door was unlocked. There's no need because it was like magic totem or whatever. So then he gives her his poem and promises like someday I'm going to come find you. It'll be fine. And then she leaves. So she meets back up with Shona and they go back up to the boat where she tells her mom all about what happened and she gives her the poem. And then they find out that Mr. Beeston escaped. Millie loosened his ropes a little because he was complaining that it was painful. And then he slipped out and like went into the water. 
So they're like, oh, well, he's gone. <laughs> and they just start discussing how they're going to get back to shore because they're out of fuel. The sail is broken and Shona can't tow them all the way there. And then her mom is like, we can radio the Coast Guard, but the radio was broken. So really, they're just like, SOL here. Oh, good. Yeah. And then the mermaid police show up. <laughs> Amazing. And they're like, you're, you're surrounded. Don't move. Not that they can move. They're literally on a boat. <laughs> so they all get taken into custody and then they're separated in mermaid jail and oh, different, not prison, jail. But uh, what about the humans? So they have like mermaid scuba masks for the humans. Don't ask questions. I don't have answers. <laughs> yeah. So Emily's brought in for a hearing at Neptune's palace. Oh, wow. And she sat in a, ro- a row labeled accused and she's like, accused? Like, what did I do? Like, girl, you just broke into a prison. You broke into prison. <laughs> That's a crime. You also snuck into a school. That's what I, but like, accused, what did I do? Like, are you kidding me? You broke so many laws. You broke human laws. Yeah. So then her mom is also brought in and she's wearing like that scuba mask thing, whatever. And then a chariot rides in with Neptune, who's at least seven feet tall. He has a white beard and a tail that looks like diamonds or whatever. Like, I really don't care about this man. No. My brain has only fulfilled him as SpongeBob Neptune. The hearing begins and Neptune's super rude. And then Mr. Beeson is called as a witness and he's like... They knocked me out with their boat, and then they tied me up in order to attempt their jailbreak, but I was always a loyal subject, and Neptune's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And then you're not getting compliments from me today. (laughs) (laughs) And then Emily's brought to the stand, and she manages to make everything better by just appealing to everyone's heartstrings. Wow. So she's like, I'm actually... (laughs) Wow. She's like, I'm actually really happy to be here in Mermaid Land and I love my mom and she's great even though she's a human and I love my dad too because he made me a half mermaid and you can't make people not love each other just because it's against the law. And then she's like, so my dad fell in love. Like, what did I do to grow up without a father, huh? Like... Even one of your top advisors had a human for a father. And then Neptune's like, first of all, how dare you say that one of my laws isn't right? Second of all, you're right. Love is beyond law, beyond punishment. Suddenly he thinks this. (laughs) You and your mom are free to go. I'm going to release your father too, but you have to join a secret community so no one will know our secret. So now you know your king is not only a firm ruler, but a just and compassionate one. So like, make sure to tell your friends about what happened here today. That sounds like a line out of, um, I want to say it was aviary attorney. Because <laughs> everyone hates the king. He just won like somewhat okay thing. He's like, let everyone know that I'm actually a good guy. And everyone's like, no, you're not. Yeah, I mean, I I cut a lot out of this hearing scene because at this point I was so over this. Whole oh, thing. Mary, do you think I'm? Do you think I've, I was uh, into this past uh, any point? Yeah. So after that, she meets up with Shona again, and they like ride a merlimo to the surface or whatever. And Emily's like, "You and your family should come to the secret island too, so we can still be friends." And Shona's like, "Yeah, totally. Like, I'll get right on that." Emily returns to her family's boat, and her mom is there with Jake, so they all hug, and they're caught up by the mer press who want to know everything. And then Mr. Beeston shows up and Emily's like, I should hate him, but I have an idea. So she goes over to him and she like whispers to him her idea. And he gasps. He's like, a mass memory wipe. Do you want to take a guess on what she wants to do? I 
So I don't. I zoned out. I don't know. I'm done with everything. <laughs> a mass memory wipe. A mass memory wipe. For what group of people? For what situation? We don't know. I want you to guess. Oh, okay. That's the part I thought I just zoned out on, and you said what it was, and I didn't know. No, I want you to guess why. A mass, what she wants to do with a mass memory wipe. A mass memory wipe. Yeah. In this book. Yeah. Something she hasn't done yet, but wants to do. Something to do with school, I presume. Mandy. Correct. Correct. So, her last day of regular school swimming class, she uh, she goes. She just shows everyone she's a mermaid, just to prove a point and like one up Mandy. So after she does that, everyone's like freaking out, like, "Oh my god, you're a mermaid!" And then Mr. Beeson shows up and um, he just gives everyone donuts. And that's the end of the book. Yeah, well, you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> yeah. That's um, Fruits Basket. Yuki transforming in front of all his <laughs> classmates. Yeah, but this, uh, but this, this was not, sh- was not trauma. traumatic. Yeah. I wish it was Fruits Basket. This yeah. book sucked. Yeah. I loved this book. In probably, I probably read this in like sixth grade. And I read at least one sequel, possibly two sequels. There's more than one book. Yeah. So uh. I remember in the in the sequel, so they're living at this island, and all I really remember for sure yeah, is Blue that. Dolphins? No, but I did read that. Yeah, uh, it was a school book. Yeah. In fifth grade, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, but in the in the sequel, their houseboat, I think they get a new houseboat, and it has like a, a whole in the bottom so that their dad can like pop, pop in yeah I have so many questions just about the, like, the logistics of, of this, that of, of that, that I have a question about the logistics of that <laughs> about the boat like there being a hole well it's not like touching the water it's just like I don't know it's, I mean, it's like it's a hatch, not a hole. It's a hatch. Okay. Like, open and close. Yeah. But like just the logistics of like the the fact that they got married. No, the, none of this makes sense. And there was like, no thought put into so this plot. So even when she is going to swim class, she's like, I've never been submerged before. I'm like, ever? Even when you were like a baby, like you're you weren't like in a bath situation at all as a child. You've never taken a bath. She, well, she has a bathtub, but it's too small. For her to take like a real bath. But even when she was younger? Exactly. <laughs> I'm so confused. And then I'm like, okay, so when she goes in, like her tail is there, but like her clothes are still on the top. Like she What happens a, to the pants? Yeah, like she was wears a one-piece swimsuit. So like What? Is it just attached to her swimsuit? What? And I have so many questions about mermaid school. <laughs> <laughs> just mermaid society like this why was she so upset that neptune was married i've never been one to really care for mermaids as an like like there's everyone always there's so many people on like tiktok and and shit that like post like about when they like played mermaid like as oh, kids yeah. oh yeah never did that once in my life yeah so i i liked mermaids a lot i used to play mermaids I thought they were cool. I was obsessed with H2O. I watched H2O. And what was that other movie? Aquamarine. Aquamarine. I mean, 13th year. No mermaid story matters more than 13th year. I don't like 13th year. I'm sorry if that's a controversial opinion. I mean, I haven't seen it since I was like seven. And I just... (laughs) I just found it creepy, the transformation. I don't remember that. Oh, wait. No, I do. The webbed hand. I hate webbed webbed things. Oh, interesting. No. Yeah. No, I just can't say. I there's just like they're just kind of boring to me like what's the point they 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 have a fishtail congrats what's the crazy lore like there's nothing fun about mermaids that's what I like about mermaids is that like 
to me, it's only fun. It's like, oh, they're just people, but they're in water. Like, no. <laughs> but like, it's so funny to me now because I loved this book so much as a child. I mean, like I said, I did love mermaids. So that probably definitely involved. But reading this, it really was just like, wow, these people really do write like kids just don't are just fucking idiots. Well, then you have the flip side of that spectrum, which is Lemony Snicket. <laughs> I'm, I was obsessed with series Unfortunate Events. And going back and watching the Netflix series, which is like a very good adaptation, I realized how much of my weird personality and interest came from that series. I was like, yeah, they, he really wrote this for kids, but not for kids. <laughs> Yeah, the second one is Emily Winstep and the Monster from the Deep. I definitely read that one. I don't remember what the third one is called. I'm all in on Sirens, not in on Mermaids. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many better children's books. Like, I wouldn't recommend this to my child. No, I would never recommend this. Because I'm just thinking about, like... Rolled doll books, which I read earlier than this. Or you read this in like sixth grade? I think so. I Percy this- Jackson. Yeah. Great sixth grade read. Yep. What else did I read in sixth grade? Like I read this like a year after I read like The Giver. <laughs> the Alchemist. <laughs> Better than this. Yeah, no, there's... I mean, fucking Harry Potter is, like, the mm-hmm. same age range. So many better books. So many better books. The name of this book is Secret. Oh, I should cover that on our podcast. I did not read that one. I love that one. There are homunculi in that. Homunculi? Yeah. Well, this book sucked. Read this duck. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that last word? <laughs> read this duck. Oh, I heard dick. <laughs> And I was like, I'm sorry, what website are you on? I wish this book was real. Books aren't real. I want to be a mermaid. Even though I have a fake costume swimmable mermaid tail, it's not the same. Wait, these reviews are actually really funny. That's why Beach to Sandy is one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts. Three-star review title, Saleta, She Swam In. That's it. That's the whole review. Oh, my gosh. Still haven't finished it. When I was in third grade, my teacher was reading this to us. I was enchanted as she told Emily's story, and I always lost myself in the book. I was all the more elated when she asked me to read a little bit to the class. I had a high school reading level. Sadly, my teacher eventually forgot poor Emily and never finished the story. That was three years ago. I am now a sixth grader, 12th grade reading level, and still don't know how the story ends. For months, I have searched for that book. I had forgotten the title, but I hoped that if I saw the book again, I would remember. Now I have found this book. As soon as I saw the title, my memory was instantly rejuvenated. Wow. (laughs) The only thing that bugs me is the fact that I'm out of money and cannot get the sample. uh, And can only get the sample. I cannot wait until I get money to buy it. (laughs) I'm on I'm on Common Sense Media, and the children are very divided. (laughs) On the one hand, we have a five-star review that says, it's from a 12-year-old, that says, I think that this series is very entertaining and adventurous. It is about a mermaid who is a semi-mer and travels to different adventures that could end up being life-threatening for her. She always finds a way. Very great book. Totally recommend it. And then we have a one-star review that says, it was pointless and boring. From a nine-year-old. <laughs> a nine-year-old found this book pointless and boring. <laughs> this review titled Get a Free iPad. Kiss your hand three times and post this on three books. <laughs> There's chain reviews. 
Goodbye. Oh my god. At least the, re- the reviews make for a better read than the books. Spidingly good. I'm in fifth grade. <laughs> I just read this book. I loved it. You should definitely read it because it's written no. in a very good way. Thanks no, for reading No, it's this not. AJ, oh. is anyone spelled W-O-N? On my name is Liz. If you are on Animal Jam, look at my den. My username is Corey123. What is anyway? <laughs> what is Animal Jam? Yeesh, I love this book. Just Wait, for- oh my god. That is like a whole thing in reviews. Like, oh, Beach to Sandy always talks about it. This just turned into a spinoff. <laughs> Some people went over the top. I agree with February 18, 2008. If you get bored, read this review. Great pastime read. Still great, though. Some people went a little over the top. What is this, a chat space? But yeah, good book. <laughs> what is happening? Mary, you need to, like, just email these. Sock Monster 40! Mary, just please email these reviews to Beach <laughs> 2 Sandy. Hello, if you, if you see this review and want more, look through other book reviews. And if you see Sock Monster 40, it is me. So hope you like the review and try to find more reviews by me. Review has been misspelled every single time. <laughs> The Tale of Emily Woodsnap is an amazing book about a girl who has never been allowed to go in the water until two L's, seventh grade, which is weird because Emily lives on a houseboat. Finally, her mom lets her take swim class. During her first meet, she gets a great surprise. When she gets in the water, she turns into a mermaid. Emily's freaked out, but slowly adjusts to her new ability. Emily meets a new friend and finds some secrets that really shock her, like the fact that mermaids have prison. (laughs) If you want to know who her friend is and what secrets she finds out, then read the tale of Emily Wins. Wins- That sounds like a review I would have written in second grade. Like something I would have written on Neopets. (laughs) Oh my god. I gotta go. Somebody... (laughs) There are people (laughs) writing like personal ads now. Kyle, any girls want to blank? I have a six pack. Goodbye. I gotta go. Feather Dash's bio... What? Is this an RP now? We're on Barnes and Noble reviews. <laughs> like gray she cat with cyan blue eyes. She also has wings. <laughs> Warning if they don't close it means she's getting a wing. What? She's adventurous and try like they're censored. Like Barnes and Noble censored these reviews. Mary, I'm sending you the Beach 2 Sandy email address because you have to email this to them. <laughs> don't. Maybe it's we like can get a podcast collab going. It has little to no substance. Don't read over 10. Contact. Contact <laughs> us. Oh, it's a pretty straightforward email address. Here we go. Copy. <laughs> Well, they got a mailbox. Answer. Answer above. Is it a book for 10-year-olds or would someone older like this book? Because I see lots of five stars, but I don't know if it's very good or if it's about Itsy Bitsy Mermaid with an Itsy Bitsy Life and Itsy Bitsy Tail and an Itsy Bitsy Prince. Please comment above. Like, what, what happened to this rebuke section? I was just texting you. Anyway. <laughs> Mary, I'm frankly not surprised because of the podcast I listen to. There's like a, there's like a Warrior Cats RP. <laughs> Is this better than the book? Kids Den. It has a small pool in it so kids can practice swimming. But the cave is so huge it is hard for kids to accidentally fall in. That's just like what's own thing. 
my god. Crystal Queen, can I join? I'm a golden brown cat. My name what is that, Mary? Are you sure you're on the review section? <laughs> yes, because it intermittent or just like normal reviews. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Best book I've read about mermaids ever. Wow, great tale of a girl that deciphers she's a mermaid. Can't stop reading. Lavender Star? Who in the world is Lavender Star? How did this happen? I'm so confused. There's a... Why is there actually a, a Warrior Cats RP? Like, I'm so confused. Oh my god, well... <laughs> this has been why a book. <laughs> why a review? This is this is suddenly... <laughs> this, I feel like we're going to be getting an email from Beach no! Sandy being like, why Why did you turn into our oh podcast? God. This is... There's a catfish... <laughs> In the review. Okay, last one. Okay. I totally recommend anyone want to be my nook friend, click here for more. Click what is what I want to know. I'm Kitty Cat 22 My real name is Trista. My B day is tomorrow. If you want to be my nook friend when you write back, type, oh my kitta. Click what? There's nothing to click on. You're definitely not 22. <laughs> be your nook friend? Is that a thing? I'm overwhelmed. I have more than 20, 245 books, and I like this one the best. Well, God, this is no That longer. was better than the entire <laughs> actual book. That made the whole book worth it, because I never... Wait. One star, 20 question marks, should I read? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you go to the reviews and see your, your warrior cat? That was like number 100 out of 420. I want to read them all now, but I won't do that on the podcast. Uh, oh, there's a fifth one. There may make a movie? Alright, well, th- that's the end of why a review. Why a book review. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed that, I highly recommend you go listen to the podcast, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. They just find weird reviews on the internet and read them. That's their whole shtick. And it's amazing. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say um, because I'm so my head's still wrapped around warrior don't forget, cats. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok. Follow us Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Why a Book Podcast. Email us Why a Book Podcast. If you find any more weird book reviews, just send Why them. a Book Podcast at gmail.com. Really Goodbye. Oh yeah, bye. Next week we're covering Spy School. Spy, that's great. Tea time. Say goodbye. Oh, he's sleeping. All right, I'm gonna go eat Cheez Its. Okay. <laughs>